Welcome to the Wedding Guest Extraordinaire podcast with me, Sarah Southern. Join me each week as I talk everything weddings, taking you from engagement to honeymoon, making sure that you really do enjoy planning your big day. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Wedding Guest Extraordinaire with me, Sarah Southern. I hope that you are all very well. Uh, Just a gentle reminder, you can still book tickets for my Royal Wedding Comedy Show at the Bill Murray in Angel on Saturday the 12th of May. Tickets are available at angel.co... No, sorry, angelcomedy, angelcomedy.co.uk. Tickets are only £5 and I think they're selling quite well. So get your ticket booked as it would be lovely to see you there. I'll be announcing who some of the guests are very soon and hopefully one of them is going to be appearing on the podcast very shortly, which I'm excited about. Today I am joined by my friend Sasha. She and I used to work together at the Royal Opera House and she'd been engaged a little while when I first met her and then her and Rick got married in 2017. Um, She had a London wedding. Uh, She spent quite a lot of time trying to work out exactly where she was going to get married that would fit with their budget. She spent a lot of time getting dresses delivered to work. It was a regular fashion show in our department uh, when she was trying to work out what to wear. Uh, Sasha and I also talk about how to get your guest list to the right size as she had a little bit of an issue in that there was only about 38 people who were allowed to come to the service to watch them get married but they'd obviously invited a lot more so kind of navigating that difficulty of who you are going to invite, who you're going to upset and how best to deal with it. So let's dive straight in and have a listen to Sasha's wedding experience. Hi, Sasha. How are you? Hello, Sarah. I'm well, thank you. Good. Well, thanks for coming and talking to me about your wedding. Pleasure. Uh, you married Rick in 2016? Yes. You had to think about that. It, was, it feels like it was last year. Oh, yeah, but... because it is early 2018. Yes. So that makes sense to say it was last year. So you're, you and Rick were engaged for quite a while, I think. Is that right? Yes, we were. How long were you engaged for? Some years. <laughs> Should we say three, three years? <laughs> three, two. two years. So you and I used to work together, and I remember seeing your engagement ring when we first met. And I don't even think you had a date, maybe, at that point, did you? Or did you know? Okay. No. Actually, you're right. I think we got engaged in 2013. Uh-huh. And we did decide not to do anything about it. Well, I did look into it, actually. I looked at all these fancy venues, and then I saw the price, and then I thought, actually, what's the point? Let's not do this. <laughs> So then I forgot about it, and then one day we just decided, all right, let's just do this. Let's just do this. And you decided to get married in London. Mm-hmm. So what was the reasoning between London rather than getting married, you know, at either in Darlington, where Rick is from, or in Hitchin, where you're from? Because we've only ever known each other in London, and we live in London, so it made sense to do it here. Yeah, at your home. So can you tell me about your day? Where did you start the wedding at? The wedding started at Kensington and Chelsea Register Office. Very nice. And I think we got married at maybe noon or one, because I wanted maximum day, (laughs) maximum time of fun. Pack it in, yeah. Yes. Yeah, 
That's where it started. And then you had the reception at a pub in Camden. Yes. Which is called... The Prince Albert. The Prince Albert. I actually walk past that pub all the time. Do you? And it was only when I was walking down the street with another one of our friends who had come to the wedding. They were like, oh, that's where Sasha and Rick had the reception. I was like, I've walked past this pub like 20 times in the last few weeks. Oh. Um, It's a nice pub. It's a really nice pub. It was nice. nice pub. But your wedding was quite interesting in that you had quite a restricted number of people that could come to the registry office Mm -hmm. and then a restricted number of people who were able to have lunch at the pub. Mm -hmm. So how how did you kind of chop up the numbers? (gasps) It was brutal because we could only have, I think, 38 guests to the actual ceremony and then we could have, I think, up to 70 for lunch. And it was difficult because, you know... We have friends who are couples, but who, is the pri- who are the primary friends <laughs> because you couldn't necessarily have all our friends who were couples and family. Rick's got a really big family and we had one child coming as well. And then we were pleased to find out that they didn't actually have to count as a person because they could sit <laughs> on a lap. So we kind of shoved people in that way. It is very difficult. I think when people are planning their wedding, one of the, the challenges is getting the numbers right. Mm. If you want to invite 100 people, but your venue only takes 80, where do you draw the line? Who do you start crossing off the list? Well, the sensible thing to do, which we didn't, is to work out how many guests you want to come Mm -hmm. and then find a venue. (laughs) That is the sensible thing. Yeah, so the sensible thing to do is to work out you want 100 people, then find a venue for 100 people, rather than find the venue of your dreams and realise that you can't even invite your mum and dad along. Yes. So when you were trying to making those decisions, who's going to come to the registry office, did anyone's nose get put out of joint because they weren't able to come? I remember asking my friend, but we didn't invite his girlfriend. And we said to her, we'll meet you at the pub. And we explained why she couldn't be invited. And when the ceremony finished, she was just hanging around outside. Oh, outside the registry yeah. office. Oh, that's such a shame because a lot of us met at the pub who weren't going yes. to the ceremony. Yes, it would have been fine. And had a drink and a chat and we all just said, oh, they'll be here soon. And then it was really exciting when you arrived on this really old red bus. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's such a shit. Oh, I feel sad for her. Next, next time, she can come and hang out in the pub with me beforehand. It was unnecessary. So you had quite a few logistics to think about because you've obviously got some guests who are at the registry office in Chelsea. Mm-hmm. You need to transport those people to Camden. Mm-hmm. You've then got the people who are already at Camden. It was quite nice because I know that you put on this really traditional single-decker red bus, mm-hmm. like, a, like a granny bus, as yes. it were. Um was that easy to, to come by or did you have to do a lot of research to find that? Did lots of research uh, because you can have a double-decker bus, which obviously seats more, but I think it seats fewer people downstairs mm-hmm. and I didn't want people split up. So then we wanted the single-decker bus because then everyone could be together, but then it was difficult. Will, again, will everyone fit on? And no, they couldn't. <laughs> so some people did have to get a taxi. And the other thing that was logistically difficult was I wanted to have... Prosecco and popcorn oh, nice. on the bus. Mm-hmm. So I arranged that and chilled the Prosecco at my friend's work. 
she was one of my bridesmaids and then her boyfriend was to pick it up in the morning and bring it onto the bus with another one of my bridesmaids boyfriends so when we left once we'd had the ceremony we went on the bus but they were nowhere to be found and it transpired that they actually went to the wrong register office oh for goodness sake they were in islington (laughs) (laughs) that's really funny (laughs) and so the best men my husband had two best men had to scurry off down the king's road to waitrose to buy up all their cold prosecco glasses snacks everything but you see this is the point of having best men and ushers they did very well they They sorted it out it was a bit warm but it was fine and also it's quite funny it was funny if something's going to go wrong on your wedding day having mildly warm prosecco is yeah that was the worst thing and it was it was very funny but (laughs) the bridesmaids were not very happy at their boyfriends no i bet not so how many bridesmaids did you have four four and my memory serves me that they were in floral dresses they were how did you go about choosing the dresses oh that was really hard because i'm not a fan of anything too matchy matchy Uh uh-huh but then I came across this dress online on ASOS and I really liked it myself. Yeah. I thought I would wear that just generally. So I tried it and some of them weren't too keen because it was knee length and lots of them didn't like their knees. But basically, they just had to wear it. So they wanted longer? They wanted longer. But I'm a fan of mini. Yeah. So it was a compromise. Uh, shorter the better in my eyes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> exactly. So, and I, it, I love that dress. I bought one for myself as well. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and your own bridesmaid at your own wedding. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And was it difficult, because I can't quite remember what all your bridesmaids look like, if I'm honest, but was it difficult in terms of height or body shape to get something that matched all four of them? It, they are all totally different heights and totally different body shapes, but it was fine because it was quite a stretchy mm-hmm. dress. Just forgiving material. Forgiving material, just quite flattering as well. Kind of a good all-round versatile dress for whatever shape you are. Now, I think we should move on to your outfit. Oh, my outfit was the best. It was phenomenal. But before we get on to how amazing (laughs) your outfit was, I think we should talk about the journey that was undertaken to Mm, get to that outfit. Epic. Because I do remember lots of dresses arriving at work all the dresses that you'd ordered from asos or goodness knows where yes and trying them on but did you before you started ordering those dresses did you ever go into a traditional bridal shop and try things on i did do that i can't remember what came first i always knew exactly what i was going to wear at my wedding and i did see a dress that was similar to my mind's eye view and what was your mind's eye view it was sort of boat neck almost but sort of cowl neck as well and it was going to sort of drape down not exposing cleavage but just a little bit a hint a hint and it was going to be very tight obviously and short and silk and off-white very fitted a sort of cocktail dress fancy and when I tried one on that looked a bit like that in a shop, I had never seen anything so horrific. <laughs> so I changed my mind and tried on lots of dresses in various wedding dress shops. And I just really wasn't that keen on the big things and the frilly things and the lacy things. Everything was just so samey samey well also that isn't the style you are as a person it also wasn't the style of wedding that you were having no i think when you are effectively having your wedding in a pub Mm. in camden 
it's a bit odd to then have a huge meringue style dress it is and i did actually try on a huge dress it was like a ball gown and i loved it but it was so ridiculous for our venue yeah. that i thought this is this is not the one so you've tried on what you thought in your mind was going to be the perfect thing that mm-hmm. wasn't quite it you then went through many many options as i say that were delivered to the office <laughs> they were it was a regular fashion show yes <laughs> And it was quite interesting because some of the things you ordered were quite high end. Mm-hmm. And then some of the things, I remember a dress coming, I think that was like 30 quid or something. You you really just were trying so many different things. And you were quite calm about whether it was high street or whether it was something a bit more fancy. I didn't mind. I didn't want to spend an obscene amount on something that I knew I was only going to wear once. I just felt uncomfortable about that. And I did buy a dress. It was very cheap and it was totally wrong. And yes, I bought some expensive ones as well. And then in the end, I thought, I'm just going to have something made for me. So you're very fortunate in that you work somewhere that has a costume department. Yes. So you went and spoke to someone who works in the costume department and they made you the most beautiful bespoke white skirt. They did. So talk me through that. What was it made from? Silk. Um, Not too shiny. No. It was a specific kind of silk. I don't know what kind. <laughs> and it had to be quite fitted because of my body shape. My mum used to come to all the fittings. And even that process, after I found Ever at work to do it, she made lots of different samples for me of all different things. And I kept changing my mind. So she spent a lot of time. I felt quite bad. And anyway, in the end, we decided on a pencil skirt because that was probably the most flattering for my shape. And so she made that and we had quite a lot of fittings because I was going to the gym a lot because I wanted to have abs. You were in very good shape so, when you got married, for sure. You mm. you dedicated. So you had this incredibly tight fitting, I mean, couldn't have fitted you more perfectly, pencil skirt. Mm-hmm. And then what about the top? I had, I bought from J. Crew a crop top from their wedding range, which is very good. Mm-hmm. Bought a lot of things from there as well, actually. <laughs> they were coming, being returned, coming, being returned. And then Eva altered that again so that it was more flattering for me. So I think she made the sleeves a bit tighter. She made the neck lower, obviously. You do and like she made to it a bit flash that cleavage, <laughs> yeah. Sasha. You do she like made it more fitted. Wonderful. Now, you did look a million dollars that Thank day. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen you look so radiant as you did on your wedding day you just absolutely sparkled and I felt that outfit was perfect for the kind of wedding that you and Rick were trying to get in terms of you know you had this small service in Chelsea you then came to a much bigger party uh, in Camden and Mm -hmm. then loads more of our friends turned up in the evening for uh, quite a bouncy disco Mm. (laughs) I split my skirt you split your skirt I didn't know at the disco I was doing a squat off (laughs) that doesn't shock me in many ways uh so the food that we had in the pub i can't exactly remember what we ate but i do remember it being delicious was choosing the menu difficult no i was very specific i knew exactly what i wanted i'm a little bit italian so i wanted that reflected in the food we went for a tasting and i wasn't happy with everything so i demanded we brought in our own meat which they weren't happy about but in the end they said fine 
So we had antipasto to start with lots of different cured meats and olives and vegetables and nice bread. And then for the main, we had leg of lamb oh, yes. with peppers and red onions and gravy because, of course, Rick's from Darlington, so it had to have <laughs> gravy and lots of potatoes. I think what's coming across is that if you're not happy with something, you'll demand better. Yes, <laughs> and I think it's it, true. I think that is something that brides and grooms need to keep in mind when they are planning their wedding. Uh, you're spending a lot of money. It's hugely expensive, and lots of the venues are really restrictive on what you can and cannot bring. So I think it's important that you say exactly what you want and make sure that they fulfil it. Totally agree. And I think that, I mean, you are like that as a person anyway. That's what I really admire about you as a friend. But I think when you are in that position where it is your really special day, you're hosting your friends and your family, if it isn't what you quite want, say, this is what we can do. I actually remember going to the the, the deli with you in Soho to buy all that Italian meat or put the order in. And I was like, this is insane. <laughs> Why can't somebody else be doing this? But, you know, you, you were really, like, rigorous in what you were doing. I think if you have got an idea of what you want, if you want to have a platter of amazing Italian meats, tell them, mm. make them do it. And if they're not going to do it the way that you want, find a way that it can work. And if the venue isn't going down the right track that you want, find a different venue. But I think you were lucky with that venue, is it is... I it was, good. yes. It is good. Was it difficult to decide who to invite to the day and then who just to invite to the evening? Again, yes, it was difficult, but it wasn't as difficult as for the ceremony because we had a bigger capacity. So, yes. And actually, now with hindsight, there are some people that I invited to the day that I would have just invited to the evening. Because you've fallen out? No. <laughs> but people that I thought Rick was better friends with that he's not actually that good friends with. So they should have just come to the evening. And how was that with, with you and Rick, and, and indeed with your parents on both sides, divvying up who was allowed to invite who? Like, was it quite challenging? No, it was fine. What do you mean about my parents, though? To, Did your, par- in, your parents invite some people? No. They didn't invite anyone? No, they're not allowed to invite anyone. Just <laughs> my wedding. They had no friends there? No. No, actually, that's not fair. <laughs> I did invite my mum's best friend and her husband to come. Okay, well, that was very generous of you. Allow your mum one friend. And, well, I just kind of thought, I don't know, I think I did say to my parents, do you want anyone to come? And they said, no, it's fine, it's your day. So I guess it's different as well, isn't it? If your parents are paying for the wedding, then they have a say in who's coming. Well, they have a say in the whole day. Whereas if you, the couple, are paying, then... It's up to you. Yeah. You I do think that is a really complex line mm. to walk. Um, as I know a lot of people end up inviting relatives to a wedding that they've not seen in a long time, but because their mum and dad want them there, they have to. So it, it is it is difficult. Mm. So you were fortunate that your mum and dad were like, it's all about you, darling. Yes. They didn't have any input really until the very end. So... By then, we'd invited everyone that we wanted to invite. The invitations were sent out. Now, you're very fortunate in that Rick is a graphic designer. Mm -hmm. So your stationery and general branding of the wedding was top notch. Thank you. So did you spend a lot of time over Rick's shoulder whilst he's on his Photoshop or whatever it is, designing it to make it exactly perfect? We did. So we had, um, we both like to think that we're creative director 
And so I went away and developed some concepts. And then I, one day I thought it came to me and I said, I want you to do this. So we executed it. But he thinks he came up with the idea. <laughs> well, it's a good job you're a couple. Is everything that is yours is his. Everything that is his is yours. Uh, so your wedding invitation was to save the date. Save the date. So save the date. Wedding invitation. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the stationery on the day. So your little name place and such like. Mm-hmm. And also your party favors, mm-hmm. which were playing cards that also had the kind of branding on they did i've not opened them and played with them yet I'm, you haven't really you should see because even inside they're branded oh is there more there's more and on the day you had some nice touches as well so like the playing cards for the guests but i also remember you had cards with locations on mm-hmm. did we have to write on them they were our it was our guest book ah, so we yes. had fo- postcards printed of all the places that we've been together as a couple and then people could write their messages on. And we thought that people might write their messages on the cards that had some relevance to well, them. I think I wrote my message on a John Lewis in Oxford Street to you because you and I had spent quite a lot of time there buying things. No, you didn't. What did you I pick? Did, I think you picked the Royal Opera House. Oh, did I? Because that's where we met. That's my mum took John Lewis. Oh, really? Maybe I'd wanted. <laughs> Maybe I'd had to go for a second choice there. <laughs> Uh, and I would like to know how does life feel now that you are married because you've had quite an exciting time in the first year and a half that you've been married coming up two years actually that you've been married now in that you've had a baby mm-hmm. uh, you're about to buy your first house mm-hmm. you've obviously got a flat at the moment but you're about to upgrade so how how is it different how does it feel fr- fr- from that day to now well, on a day-to-day basis, I don't remember the the wedding. You know, don't I don't think about that a lot. Although when I do, that makes me very happy because it, it was the best day ever. But I, I suppose it just makes me feel more that I'm in a team, a real partnership now. And I remember after we just got married, we were rowing all the time. It was horrific, rowing about everything. And I just thought that was both of us trying to test our boundaries and assert where our lines were and things because we knew that we had committed to being with one another forever. So there are some things that we wanted to get right now because I couldn't live with certain things for the next 50 years, nor could Rick. So that was an interesting period. Yeah, I think it is some adjustment. And I do Mm. think after people have got married, there's obviously been a goal and a focus for quite a long time Mm -hmm. so a lot of conversations and a lot of action has been around that and then that comes to an end so i guess there's kind of a little bit of a void so people say say that you are then beginning to test the boundaries Mm. so don't feel too anxious if you're around with your partner no that's what i say actually now to couples that are getting married i say rick and i we rowed all the time it was miserable but it's normal or i think it's normal i think it was quite healthy and it's done now and if you were to give some tips on planning your wedding, what, what would be the top tip you would give? I would say it tends to be the brides, although that is sexist, but it tends to be the brides focus on the detail and actually 
not a lot of that is noticed on the day itself. So don't waste time sticking feathers on things or sequins on things or whatever nonsense you think is imperative to have a great day because actually does that really impact your day? But my biggest tip is it's you're getting married to celebrate. No, no, no. You're having a wedding to celebrate your marriage. So don't forget why you're doing it. You're doing it to be married to one another, not just have a big party. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. You know, it is about your marriage. And, you know, certainly um, when you look at finances, don't get yourself into debt for your wedding because it'll ruin your marriage. No, don't start off like that. And also, speaking from the guest's point of view, which is obviously what the point of this podcast is, we, we don't care about all the tiny touches. No. They're nice, but what we care about is spending time with the happy couple. We want to know what the deal is with the bar. We want some food because we're hungry. Guests are always day. hungry. It is a long day. Oh. We want to be fed and watered mm. and we want to dance. Mm-hmm. And as long as we get those things, we're going to be happy. It's nice to have a party favour, but more often than not, I forget them and I leave them on the table. Exactly. Because I don't need it. No. Well, I do have your playing cards and, a, and a pencil. Useful. Handy. My dad handy. has a whole box. And that doesn't shock me <laughs> at all. That doesn't shock me at all. Well, thank you, Sasha. I've enjoyed chatting to you about your day. It was a wonderful wedding. And I look forward to celebrating your second wedding anniversary very soon. Yes. Thank you, Sarah. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. So there we have it. That is Sasha's wedding. It really was a really fun day and I would certainly consider the Prince Albert in Camden as a venue for getting married in. They were really fun and it was a great venue. Sasha's outfit was cracking. Now, I doubt that everybody has got access to one of the um, costume makers at the Royal Opera House to make their wedding outfit for them. But I do think employing someone who is a really talented seamstress is a really good way to go if you're not finding what you actually want on the high street. And I think what Sasha said about remembering that you're having a wedding because you want to be married, like it's not just about that one day and kind of admitting that her and Rick kept rowing after they'd got married. It's as though they were trying to test the boundaries about spending the rest of their life together. And, you know, it's obviously working out well for them as they've now got a beautiful one-year-old baby son and they're about to start a new life uh, just on the outskirts of London. So credit to them for making it work. Well, I really enjoyed chatting to her, but do get in touch with your thoughts about the episode. Do get in touch with any questions that you would like to ask or indeed topics you would like covered in future episodes. You can follow us on the social media, of course. Uh, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook are all Wedding Guest Pod. Uh, you can also email me at sarah at weddingguestextraordinaire.com. We've also got the weddingguestextraordinaire.com website, which you can check out. And do remember to subscribe, rate and review on iTunes. It helps other people find us, so I hear. But do take care. I'm Sarah Southern, your wedding guest extraordinaire.